What's up, dudes? It's Louis Abatero. Welcome to the Madcast once again. Hi guys, welcome to another installment to the Mad Struction Podcast, known as the Madcast. And uh, today I just wanted to discuss something that's been on my mind for a while. It's um, just the way just the way the world has changed so much from the world that I used to know like the world of old Comedy Central the world of old YouTube the world of old environments of comedic stuff and the environments of political so much has changed throughout the years like so much has changed within the span of 2016 to 2020 like believe it or not in 2016 racism was in style like think about think about what I just said racism was in style and the reason I say that is because there were people walking around with MAGA hats and voting for Donald Trump and passing his racist rhetoric. And as I, okay, I know at this point, for the people who are watching the show, whether you're a Donald Trump supporter or whether you're a racist, I just want to leave you with this little comment. If you don't like that I'm not a Trump supporter, that I'm actually someone who advocates not to vote for Trump because he's incompetent and not fit to run this country well then you can leave the show right now and that's completely fine with me you don't have to be a fan i don't care i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say this is my podcast but what i'm trying to say is in that in 2016 the election as well as the climate of politics was very very different from how it is right now in the year 2020 because for some reason there was still a majority of people that did not know what trump was going to do in office they did not know what the hell was going to happen they just literally told themselves, hey, well, I think he's going to be better than Hillary. So in that time, their excuse was literally just to say that, well, he's the best of a worse situation. When really, they were still trying to keep that racist rhetoric inside. But ever since they put a guy in the office, uh, they started coming out of the woodwork and out of the little crevices like cockroaches, you know? And so that's why I believe the world has changed so much because ever since what's happened with the Black Lives Matter movement, what's happened with George Floyd, what's happened with Breonna Taylor, what's happened with Trayvon Martin, what's happened to a list of long, a long, long list of black innocent people being gunned down by police in certain injustices that have happened because of racial bias and systematic as well as institutional racism in not just the police task force, but just everywhere. Like, I'm sure there's people who don't want to admit that if they saw a person of color walking down the street and they cross the street on the other side just because they felt oh i don't know like the person was suspicious or they were getting anxious by the person's presence there which you know is a bullshit way of saying i'm racist but i don't want to say it out loud does anybody really say out loud that they're racist no because racism has that has that negative context in it saying like oh well you're racist and you're a bad person but the people who are actually racist aren't going to admit to being racist. They're just going to admit that their views are different or that their views are very traditional or that, well, I was raised the way I was raised and I believe that black people are this or brown people are this or Asians are like this, blah, 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 blah. Like they have their own reasons of believing that. And for some reason, within the four year span of 2016 and 2020, more of these people have been just showing up on video, just causing a stir trying to say that their white privilege is in danger trying to think that they are in danger like what are you in danger of you guys are literally first place in mario kart white people would be trying to make their own 
cultural everything. You guys want your own Mexican restaurants. You love the Mexican food. You love black culture. You love Asian food and Asian culture. You love brown food and brown culture. You guys are always just trying to cultural appropriate yourselves into what we have so that you could just, you know, push us out and say whatever. Leave, leave it at that. I think that's what Trump and as well as Trump supporters are really trying to do. Like, this is... It's just a lot time comings from 2016 to 2020. All of these races have just kind of been inside and keeping their feelings entered. But now they just seem to be so open about it. Like it's some religion or culture that, you know, white people can really get behind. Oh, wait. So there's a culture in which white people can rage about how minorities are, 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 are better than us because when they're not? What is that called? It's white rage, people. White rage. And as much as I want to say that there are races out there that aren't racist, I think everyone has a little bit of racist and stereotypical views about people. Like, I, for one, get a little scared when I see cops, but I also kind of get scared when I see white people because you never know what's going to set them off. You never know if they're carrying a goddamn gun. And I know that sounds weird coming out of my mouth, and it sounds like, oh, that sounds very racist to white people. Yeah, well, that's what white people believe black people are. That's what white people believe that brown people are. They always think we have a gun. They always think we're about to start trouble. It doesn't feel very good, does it, to be judged before anyone even knows who you are, being judged by the color of your skin. But I know that's a weird feeling to have now, because now every time somebody sees that you're white, you're either a Trump supporter or you're racist. But... I'm not trying to say that's for everybody's case. There have been many white allies. There have been many white people who have been on our side and who have been in the struggle and the fight. I'm not trying to attack every white person, but it seems to just be that whenever a white person shoots up a place, it, they, they're mentally ill. But whenever it's a person of color, it's terrorism. Like, I'm seeing this bias here, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, it's happened for so many years, for some reason. Whenever a black man gets in trouble they're either met with a bullet or they're met with just everyone looking at them as a criminal or they're met at the courtroom as just a number and they go to jail but white people they get the due process they get everything they get the lawyers they get the judges on their side they get the cops just arresting them peacefully just saying like oh well, we don't have to shoot this person they haven't done anything wrong how come you got take the policy you have for the whites and just apply it to everybody else? Just say, like, all right, let's just make this a peaceful arrest. No, but you see a black guy just, just eating a freaking apple, and you're like, oh, my God, it's a weapon. Bah! Like, oh, Jesus Christ. This this is why this is why I had to talk about this. It's just been pissing me off for so long that this has gone on for so long, and people are still not mad enough. If, if hearing this is making you angry, then you should be. Everyone who knows that this is happening should be angry. If you're living in America, you should be angry. Another thing that's really pissing me off about this year, as well as this time, is cancel culture. And I'm not trying to say cancel culture is a bad thing. There are definitely some people who deserve to be canceled. But I think there was a line that was crossed when people talk about being canceled and just talking about whatever's on their mind and people just saying, Oh, well you offended me, so I'm going to cancel you. People are so sensitive nowadays that they will just cancel somebody for saying whatever is on their mind. And I'm not trying to defend the white people who are defending, like, things that they can say. I'm not, def I'm not defending any racist or hateful rhetoric whatsoever. Those people should not have their opinions out loud, and they should shut the hell up. I miss when racists would shut the hell up. If you're racist, can you just go back to being, you know, afraid of being racist? That, that would just be fine for everybody. Also, it seems like there are certain jokes and there are certain comedians that are being canceled. 
Well, I'm not going to... Okay, there are some comedians that are getting canceled that is appropriate. I think Chris Delia, yes, that's appropriate, but I don't know the truth. There are still accusations at this point, but I believe that there is a number of women coming forward about this guy and having damning evidence that he was setting up underage women, then, yeah, I'm pretty sure Chris Delia should be canceled. I'm not saying that... I'm not trying to defend the actual comedians and actors that have molested or that have raped or that have statutory raped underage women. I'm not trying to defend those people at all. I'm trying to defend the people that are being attacked for simply saying a joke or for simply for simply viewing things a, a certain way. I think it's crossed the line. If you want to cancel someone for being a pedophile, that's one thing. But if you just want to cancel someone because they made a joke that offended you, like shut up because the, the, the comedy has been around for so many years and comedy is so subjective and what I'm trying to say is that we used to laugh at so many things that we are offended by now this, I, I want to bring up a great show on Comedy Central and there's a lot of great content on Comedy Central that used to be because back in the day when we used to laugh at just anything we used to laugh at just any joke Everything was a joke. Everything was a joke. There was a show on Comedy Central called Drawn Together. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, there's a few episodes on YouTube. And it just goes around the internet. Just look up Drawn Together. And you will see that it is literally a parody of every cartoon and everything you've ever hold dear as a child. Okay? There is a parody called Waldorf Sockbat that looks like a parody of Spongebob on crack. And then there's a parody of Superman named Captain Hero, who's actually a necrophiliac. And then there is... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. There's a parody of Betty Boop, who is named, <laughs> who is named Toot, and she is just a big, fat joke. And then there's a parody of Pikachu, known as Ling Ling, who's a big Asian joke, because he always... <laughs> he always speaks, and it's always with subtitles. He always... He always speaks in Japanese, and there's always subtitles. And then there's Princess Clara, who's literally a parody of the racist rhetoric in Disney. And uh, that's a whole other conversation. I might even make a whole podcast about talking about that show. Because if you don't remember it, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you, you really need to watch this show. Because it got canceled real quick and it was very controversial. I mean, there was a lot of shows and a lot of comedians that are very controversial. But this show? Fucking insane. Like, some of the shit they got away with on the show was like holy crap i mean it was still released in the seasons of south park south park is also another show that doesn't pull any punches that's why i i praise south park and trey parker and matt stone for not pulling any punches after so many years of giving us such great comedic television you cannot talk about adult animation without bringing up south park like okay the simplicity of how they animate it yes that's one other thing but the rhetoric and the and the and the tackling of pop culture that they do every week and they always seem to substantially make you laugh and they always seem to talk about what's going on in the world is brilliant. But what Drawn Together did was <laughs> Drawn Together didn't give a fuck. Okay? It talked about whatever it wanted. There was no continuity. I mean sometimes it would talk about pop culture, but most of the time it just talked about whatever the hell it wanted. Most of the characters were like having sex with each other and killing each other and doing crazy shit. Hey, you couldn't believe this was a cartoon. And even some parents looked at it like, oh, that's a really nice cartoon. And they stuck around for like five seconds and saw the shit, dick, weed, and fart jokes and said, oh, this is not for my child. Yes, it is not for your child. And there are some jokes that are for people and there are some jokes that aren't for people. Now, I'm not trying to say support the white freaking comedians that use the N-word. Like, no, hell no, absolutely not. What I'm trying to say is if you're really that much offended by a joke, then obviously it wasn't a joke. There's a difference between 
being hateful and like hate speech and actually being a comedian because it's it's really not that hard to tell when a Klansman or someone like Hitler is on stage just going in a like purposely trying to offend or demean a certain race you know like a certain president we have but what I mean is that comedians are there to make you laugh comedians want to make you laugh comedians are there for entertainment comedians aren't there to get up on the stage and be like oh well this is how I feel about black people this is how I feel about white people no they tell you like little storytellings or they give you one-liners or, or something that when they're on stage or when they're on a TV show and it's a comedic show like People have tend to take that extra mile to just say like, oh, well, this show has been spreading this word and I don't like it. Let's not watch this show anymore. Like, oh, my God, like you're really you're really taking this an extra mile because you really believe that your opinion of how you feel about this comedian should be should be the reason that this person never works again. Like there are innocent people out there there are in there there are innocent people that are just getting accusations there are innocent people that are being attacked just because their freaking jokes offended somebody or like they're saying like oh well i don't find that funny at all it's not funny like we used to laugh at so much shit we used to laugh at jokes about pedophiles we used to laugh at transgender jokes we used to laugh about so much shit if you watch it if you watch old comedian oh my god okay great example right here let's compare two different types of stand-up if you if you have a Netflix subscription and you know the comedian Anthony Jesselnik then you know that he is the type of comedian who doesn't give a shit and will talk about whatever and if you have no idea who he is I'm highly recommending him because holy crap me and my brother were just holding our sides his entire special but but uh, uh, some people have been known to say you know his jokes are like oh well I don't find him funny and it's like well I don't think he should be a comedian it's like well uh, I think he's hilarious so I think you should keep being a comedian and he's like oh well you're a supporter of someone who's hateful and I think you and him should be cancelled and it's like um no because he's still getting work and he's still working and he's still awesome and then let's look at Dave Chappelle you know how many times that people call him controversial you know how many times People have probably wanted to cancel him because of something he said or because of something he's done. No, you can't cancel a man like that because he's a fucking genius. Dave Chappelle is a comedic freaking genius. And he, he's, he's even proved it on many specials on Netflix that he can make you laugh without even trying, dude. He makes these jokes so hilarious. And he even said on stage that he doesn't even try. He writes a joke backwards so that he's just so good at it. But, like, think about all of the... Think about the Chappelle show. If you remember the Chappelle show from Comedy Central, there was literally a Sesame Street parody in which someone tells kids not to do drugs by taking the heroin needle and putting it inside of him. And then there's a little Oscar the Grouch parody, which also voiced by Charlie Murphy, rest in peace, another pioneer in comedy. But this Oscar the Grouch parody has the needle in his head, and one of the they're singing songs to these children about not doing drugs and also about sexual transmitted diseases and about never working again and being homeless and my favorite line of that whole it's called Mihai Park look it up on YouTube Mihai Park is Dave Chappelle's parody of Sesame Street <laughs> it's these little puppets talking to kids about certain things about not to do and what to do and like teaching them right from wrong but these motherfuckers are just teaching them all the wrong things and it's hilarious and then of course we can't talk about the Chappelle show without bringing up the the Clayton Bigsby <laughs> frontline parody where he plays a Klansman 
and a white supremacist that's blind and he's a black white supremacist he's a black man that's blind and believes that he's white and says the n-word with a hard r like it's his job <laughs> and like stuff like that was hilarious it still is hilarious it still stands to be hilarious but there are just some people out there who take it upon themselves to make it like not hilarious to go around like telling people that like oh well this you should not find this funny or like oh well i don't think dave Chappelle should be a comedian because of all the people that he's hurt and all the people he's offended and i'm just like oh these people just want to cancel because they have nothing better to do i think the trolls have slowly evolved into the cancel culture because they just want to cancel anybody for any freaking reason like twitter has so many hashtags of this person is canceled party and i think some of them is just for fun because I remember seeing one where it's like, cancel Chris Evans. And I was like, oh no, what did Captain America do? And then I just look it up, he's like, oh, he didn't do nothing. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he didn't do nothing. We're just doing a cancel party for him. And I was like, oh, so it's like a joke? And he's like, like, there's some people that are really taking, canceling people seriously. Like, it really is taking someone from their job because of something that they did. Whether it was domestic abuse, phys like a physical abuse an altercation, uh, rape, of course. Why Why does nobody take this... There's been so many rapists and so many pedophiles in Hollywood, and people are just, like, letting it and letting it brush under the rug, and, like, they say, like, nothing about it. Why are, we, why are there still so many white people in Hollywood? Can we please get some diversity in Hollywood? Can we get a Latinx lead in Hollywood? Like, can we stop with this? Like, this culture of having sex so you could get a movie and a role and being the director and having all the power and getting all the girls to do whatever you want to you has gone on for decades and it's because of the industry that still exists and I believe that industry needs a new face it needs new people it needs it needs a new era to come but like I was talking about before people, comedians like Anthony Jeselnik and Dave Chappelle and like Eddie Murphy if you look at Delirious let's talk about Let's talk about something, some some things a little bit farther in the timeline than just Chappelle show or drawn together from Comedy Central. Let's talk about the legendary Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Now, as much as people, whatever whatever feelings you have with the with the F word, not you know fuck. I say fuck like it's my like like a freaking machine gun. I say fuck in every fucking sentence. You know, fuck it. No, I mean you know I'm just gonna say it once just for a reference. Um, faggot. But the word, that word was actually used in many skits and many jokes back in the day. People were using it like a bunch of homophobic machine guns, I'm telling you. And that part of the era, I'm completely fine with just sweeping under the rug. But you can't watch old specials and like old comedy stand-ups without being ready for that word. Because you know that it was a different time. Things are products of their time. And people don't realize that. People think that, oh, well, we shouldn't watch it at all. We should just forget about it and scrap it since it was so long ago. We don't need it anymore. It's like, no, we do need it. I'm not saying, okay, okay, maybe not need it. But there are some people who really want to inspire from that, who really want to look at past people's works in order to make their own, in order to, to grow, in order to develop. Like, I don't think a lot of comedians would be where they are without Eddie Murphy's Delirious. And you cannot deny or push back on Eddie Murphy's legendary special just because you feel like it offends you now because it's 2020 uh, newsflash people Eddie Murphy is not doing new specials right now and he's not going on stage using the word using 
gay F word and using using a bunch of words that we used to use back in the day. And if you haven't seen Eddie Murphy's Delirious, it's on Netflix. And what are you doing? Because it's freaking hilarious. Like, people should really go into comedy shows without any kind of, like, offensive bug inside of them or any expectation. Because when you're expecting to go in there and, like, you expect it to suck or you expect, the, like, the jokes to be bad or you expect the jokes to be racist, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. And that's why some people just walk out of movies and walk out of comedian, comedian things like, eh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Because you have this... Sometimes people have these unrealistic expectations that just cannot be met. It's like, well, I want him to be funny without using any bad words. Yeah, um, a comedian did that once. His name was Bill Cosby. And I think Bill Cosby kind of proved that just because you don't use bad words doesn't make you a good person. But, And here's the thing. As much as people want to see comedy evolve in some way, comedy's going to revert back to its roots every single time. There's going to be people that go back... To that certain thing like oh well this used to be like really funny i want to bring that back in a way and some uh some of those things might come back there are some things that should probably stay in the past of course but i mean i thought because of what the lgbt community was going through that you know trans jokes would kind of be out the window but if you actually been keeping up with south park which i'm a big fan of there was actually a recent transgender joke about a, about a, a sports competition woman <laughs> named Jenny Swanson who is actually um, now I'm no wrestling expert but I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be macho man Randy Savage because he's going around with that voice and that muscle and the beard and his gruff going you're going nowhere I got you for five minutes for playtime I'm the champion I'm unbeatable and it's like um Okay, I know that's supposed to be Rando, Randy, Rando, Rando, Ran, Randy Macho Man Savage. Randy Macho Man Savage. It's supposed to be. And that, I think, was the most hilarious transgender joke in a long time. Because the joke is basically that this muscle-bound wrestler guy who happens to have a vagina can never be beaten by a woman and can beat the shit out of whatever woman he feels. Because when he was a man... He beat men at every sporting event and at every fight. So he decided to become a woman so that he could beat women at everything in every fight and every competition. And I think that's like, wow. I, Trey Parker and Matt Stone and all of the writers in that writing room, whoever came up with that episode, fuck, I want to give them a medal so bad. Because, like, <laughs> I know there was probably some some controversy and some people attacking that, that episode. But, fuck, it was hilarious. And I did think... I didn't think they could pull that off, a pull pull off a transgender joke like that, like the big joke of the episode being, hey, a man like Randy, Rando Mach, a man like Randy Macho Man Savage could turn into a woman and still be believed to just be a woman, even though he still has chest hairs and muscles, and he's beating the shit out of people and still talking shit, but... I'm not saying the whole episode is him beating on women. I'm saying, like, he gets his just rewards near the end of the show when two uh, fourth-grader girls beat him at Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, or is it another card game? I'm pretty sure it was another card game. But I really like that the episode started with Dungeons & Dragons, which I'm a big game fan of. Anyway, so when I talk about things from the past that people are trying to say, like, oh, well, we... Oh, well, it's offensive now, so it should not be watched. Let's let's talk about another thing from the past that kind of changed in the future. Uh, let's talk about Mel Brooks movies. If you, if you don't know Mel Brooks movies, 
Spaceballs, as well as, I think Blazing Saddles is on Netflix. And if Blazing Saddles isn't on Netflix, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Hulu. So watch either or and you will see how amazing and hilarious that Mel Brooks' movies were. And it wasn't even just that. It was also the costume design, the set design. Mel Brooks knew how to make a fantastic movie. Oh, Young Frankenstein is definitely another one up the list there if you really want to get it to Mel Brooks. But here's the thing. Some of the jokes in those movies have not aged well. And I think that's fine to say. That's fine to say about a lot of things. You can just look back at it and say, oh, that joke hasn't aged well. But most of the jokes in Mel Brooks movies haven't really aged that well. Like in Blazing Saddles, it's about a black sheriff. And there's this homeless guy that kind of talks like, like he's drunk or he's like really gutterly, really groggy voice. And they're waiting for their sheriff to arrive because theirs has been dead for a while. There's been a lot of trouble in their town. So when the sheriff comes pulling in and because this is the time of the Old West and how they feel about black people is that everybody uses the N-word with a hard R. By the way, those idiots that tried to raise controversy about Django Unchained because of the use of the N-word look stupid as hell because as much as you want to say that that didn't happen, it really did happen. And I think Blazing Saddles kind of showcased that first because as uh, Cleavon Little, the character who, uh, who plays the sheriff in Blazing Saddles, is coming riding in on the horse and the homeless man is on the roof with the telescope and he sees that the sheriff is coming and so the town is celebrating like, yay, our sheriff is here, we're fine. But he looks in the telescope, and uh, it's it's a black man as her sheriff, and they had no idea. So as soon as he saw it, he yells to the people, but they're like, you know, being loud and ringing their bells. So he literally yells, "Hey, the sheriff is a like n-word with a hard R," but you don't hear it because the bell rings. And then someone looks down and says, "What did he say?" He said, "He said the sheriff is near." He's like, "No, you." damn freaking environment the sheriff is a n and the bell goes off again and it's like wow i don't know how people are gonna feel about that now <laughs> but like people i think people should should definitely watch like things like eddie murphy's delirious and should look at like old warner brothers cartoons look at look at mel brooks's movies and you can see examples of what we found funny at the time there was a lot of you know different jokes there was gay jokes there was race jokes there was pedo jokes there was all kinds of jokes back then that we used to laugh at and it's because they were jokes and I, be, I believe it's because of the climate that we see in the world that the world is changing and that a lot of darkness has come out of the woodwork and a lot of bad people have come out of the woodwork but why does that have to take away from comedy why does that have to take away from entertainment I don't understand that it doesn't have to but people just really believe that oh well when it's happening in the world and people are joking about it it kind of it kind of downplays it I don't, I don't think that people should joke about that stuff anymore there's plenty of other things to joke about yeah there's other things to joke about but sometimes that shit gets played out sometimes you want to hear some old freaking type of comedy sometimes i feel like watching space balls every now and then and yeah i feel like watching blazing saddles too and the other day i watched eddie murphy's delirious do i have to feel bad about it do i have to be canceled for listening to that stuff no i don't think i should and like I don't think a lot of people should be canceled for using jokes like that. for using jokes that are maybe a little bit older maybe a little bit outdated like like, like another great comedian Patrice O'Neill I mean he called every woman a bitch and like it wasn't I'm not trying to attack him or anything because you know Patrice O'Neill rest in peace he was amazing as a comedian he was just an amazing entertainer and this is no this is in no way trying to attack him at all I'm trying to praise him 
But what I'm trying to say is that if you look back at his specials, if you look back at how his behavior was, he didn't give a fuck. And that was one of the greatest qualities about him. Like, no hold bars, no punches pulled. This motherfucker was real. He put everything out there for himself. And he showed people, this is who I am. If you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. And it's like, that's how more people should be. Because I feel like more people are being timid and being afraid of who they are. But just because they, they don't want to tell a joke or because they don't want to say something. Or they don't want to say a certain word. And there are certain words that you're not supposed to say. But, like, if you're afraid to tell a joke or if you're afraid to, like, just speak your mind, it's it's not right. It's not right at all. But at the same time, like, cancel culture has just come so far into canceling whoever the fuck it feels like. I think it should just really look at itself. Really look at yourself when you're in, you're part of the cancel culture movement. Look at yourself and, t- and say, is the, is the person is what they're doing hateful and is what they're doing affecting the world in a negative way because if you're really looking at comedians and their jokes and saying well your jokes are affecting the world in a negative way and i'm going to stop you and that's somehow going to save the world well i'm sorry to say but um your little crusade stopping comedians and stopping jokes and like censoring stuff is stupid it's really stupid it's one of the dumbest crusades since the actual crusades of the Templars. Guys, we're gonna kill all these people because they don't believe in God! Yeah! No, dude. Stop. Stop. It's like, these people just want everyone to go down. They want everyone to be a suspect. They want everyone to be a criminal. But it's like, as soon as the white people are accused of anything, they're like, why is everybody attacking me? Like, look at all these cops coming out saying, like, I used to like being a cop, but now I'm attacked for it, and people hate me for it. Yeah, well, um, you know that excuse about, well, there's a few bad apples in the police department, but not all cops are bad. Yeah, when there's a rotten apple on the tree, it's, it's not the apple rotten. The whole tree is rotten. And I think there just needs to be a change in enforcement, in task force, in all kinds of things, there needs to be changes in terms of in terms of in terms of law enforcement authority. Something needs to change because they are arming and putting shields on people that are former Klansmen. Like I don't know if this happened in Georgia or if it was okay. But I remember reading an article where a police captain was found with a freaking Klansman hood in his closet. And apparently he had been talking on certain Reddit and Reddit boards or internet boards with a bunch of racists. And it's like, dude, this guy's the chief of police. And he's a Klansman. Like, how the fuck did that get by so many people? How the fuck was that just under everybody's nose? You'd be surprised how many Nazis, because they can't find jobs anywhere else, became cops. You'd be surprised how many Ku Klux Klan members, because they couldn't work anywhere else, are police officers. Why are there so many job titles out there? So many job titles out there that take years, like year, like four or five, seven plus years to be a professional at something, to, to, to do a certain professional job. But you don't, you only need like six months of training at the police academy and then you're already a freaking cop armed with a weapon, an actual weapon. And not only that, you also have a police baton, a taser, and all kinds of authority to arrest whoever the fuck you want. And, and, and we're still surprised that these cops are just going out here doing racist and injustice all in the streets like it's really not that surprising and as much as I want to defend the cops that have been doing well and that have been doing good and that have been actually providing justice for the community as well as the citizens of America I can't I can't defend you you know why because 
decades, literally decades have gone by since law enforcement has existed, and decades have gone by where there has been violence against people of color, against minorities, against communities that don't even need cops. Because there are cops that are just patrolling certain smaller areas to just pick up whatever crime they're doing. Oh, what are you littering? Why are you littering? Okay, you're under arrest. Or like, oh, that person has a gun on their front lawn. When really, they're just playing with water guns because it's a freaking summertime. Like, there's a certain bias that people cannot deny. That people really look in the face and say that that doesn't exist. A white man could rape and drug a girl in the back of a dumpster and rape her on camera and still only serve two months in prison and have a judge say that, well, I don't think him being in prison for any longer would solve anything. I'm literally forgetting the name of the freaking white boy's name, but I hope he ends up back in jail somehow. I hope they reopen that freaking case because it's ridiculous. And another thing, like I was bringing up before about these domestic terrorists, these white terrorists that shoot up churches, that shoot up schools with freaking assault rifles and freaking AR-15s, and they're just written off as insane or, you know, mentally ill. But when it's a black kid holding a water gun, or when it's a black kid eating a pear, when it's a black kid in a hoodie, when it's a black man in a hoodie, when it's a black man walking out of a store, when it's a black woman walking out of a store, when it's a black woman getting out of her car, for some reason, the cops go fucking gun crazy. Like, what the fuck? Why are the... Why? Why are the people... Why do the people of color have to walk out of their house in fear? Why do our why are our hearts and our breaths have to stop whenever we see cops? Why do we have to live in fear every goddamn day? Because it's their country. Because as long as I have been saying that this has been happening for a while, it's because they're the ones who put themselves in power. They're the ones who put the shields on their chest and said, "Well, people have to listen to us, or we're going to shoot them." And the founding fathers, air quote. Um, yeah, they were slave owners. They, 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 were, they were people that wanted to stop the Civil War without stopping slavery. And we really... Uh, American history as well as American curriculum and schools have been teaching us that these are the heroes we should look up to. These are the people we should want to be. You should want to be a politician. You should want to run for president. You should want to run this country. And yes, as much as I want to praise... As many people of color going into politician, going into politics and going into that kind of job field, don't. Why? Because the system is flawed. The system is flawed and the system is flawed against you. The system is biased for them. And when I mean them, I mean, well, when you look at the White House, what is literally the first name of that, of that place? White House. And how many of the majority there look what? What's what what's their skin color? Caucasian? No. White. Yes. Caucasian white. Because Because politics and the government are what they made to kinda to kinda give a father figure to America and sh and pretty much look at our face like do whatever the fuck we say. Or or else I'll put you in a cell, or else I'll kill you. 
Like, they're just trying to assert this authority that they've had for centuries since they, you know, air quote, found this country or, you know, pushed everyone out that wasn't them and tried to say, oh, well, it was uninhabited when we got here. And they're trying to teach kids and they're trying to teach people that the government is there to establish order. The government is there to keep you safe. Does anyone feel safe with the government? Does anyone want the government to do what it's been doing to keep order? Does anyone really believe that what the government is doing to us is working positively? Well, I mean, it is, but for one group. And I believe I've said that word many times to prove my argument. That this world has been for them, and it's been like that for centuries. But, like I was talking about before, when the past has changed so much, look at where we are in the Black Lives Matter movement. Look at where we are in the protests. Look at where we are in this fight. It was just announced today that after four years of a, tr after four years, they're finally cutting off the Dakota Access Pipeline, even though there were innocent Native Americans protesting four years ago that were brutalized by police and arrested and even shot. And we're just supposed to say, oh, well, after four years, we finally did it. Why did it take four years? Why did it have to take so long for the government to say, hey, we should, we, we should stop that because, because it could damage the environment? Like, no, they didn't stop it because they damaged the environment. They stopped it because we wanted them to. And it wasn't even in the timely manner that we wanted. They just did it in four years so they could pat themselves on the back. Just like just like the government announcing all these Black Lives Matter murals. Um, the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't need any more murals. You know what it needs? It needs for the government to get its act together and literally arrest the cops that murdered, murdered George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, Travion Martin. Why the fuck is George Zimmerman still in the fucking streets? Really? Like, honestly, if you could just give me one reason why George Zimmerman is still free. Just give me one. Like, okay, I don't mean like a reason like, oh, well, he's out because he was acquitted by a jury. No, I'm saying give me a fucking good reason why he's still in the streets. And why Travion Martin is still not alive. It's ridiculous. So in this year of 2020, in this year, in the coming years that are to come, and as well as November when everybody goes out to vote, let's just remember how the past once was to all of us as people of color, to all of us as minorities. I speak myself as a minority. I am, I am a Peruvian and Puerto Rican. Those are basically the main two races. I'm brown. I'm brown AF, okay? I don't give a fuck. I'm proud of that shit. But... You know, living in fear is kind of not what I want for me or my family. So, even though it is a Black Lives Matter movement, and Black Lives Matter have to matter before all lives matter, I believe it is better for all Latinos and all people in the Black Lives Movement. All of us as African Americans and Latinx Americans should come together because they don't want us to be united. They want us divided. And that's not what makes us stronger. Alone, 
We are legendary. But together, invincible. And let's just think. Let's just look back at the times of how bad everything divided was and how things were in the past and how better they're going to be for the future. I want people to look at the atrocities of, of the past and I also want people to look at the comedy of the past because there is good and there is evil. There is light and then there is dark. I don't want people to forget their pasts. I think this offensive shit and this cancel culture to things like old to things like jokes and to things like like this are just trying to make it seem like so we don't remember the past so that their future the white future can just be about them well no we need to look at the past we, we need the past in order to better the future because the past is literally repeating itself because of all these ignorant people that don't read and listen to some orange guy with a toupee that's literally glued to his head but what I'm trying to basically the gist of what I'm trying to say is never forget your past no matter what you've seen no matter what you think is outdated no matter how you feel about it now remember that shit remember what it is remember it for what it is remember that it was a product of its time and that times always change like the great Bob Dylan once said the times they are a changing and you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone because the times they are a changing. I know I'm a horrible singer. But anyway, guys, I feel a lot better after getting that out of my chest. And once again, I just want to remind the people to remember your past and review your past like you're about to take a test for the future. Because every day is a test for the future. And whether we pass or fail is up to us. And we really, really need to pass. And I really, really want this future to be better for my family, for the betterment of my cousins, my brothers and sisters, and the betterment for all of American citizens who have felt the injustice and the racial, systematic racism of institutions like the police and the government. So please, please, go vote November. Get Trump out of office. Even if you have to write that freaking Harambe thing like you did last year, instead of Trump, just, just go out there and vote. And vote him out. Let's do this together. Let's fight this fight together. No more divided. No more division. Thank you guys. Good night.